Hello, everybody. Hello. Good afternoon. Good morning. It's Two Ladies Chat. It is Connie and Leah Love. Okay. And we're here giving you this morning's podcast. And this morning, me and Leah, we both decided to talk about the pursuit of happiness. It's July 10th. And, you know, a few more months left in this year. It just flew by. But there's so many things you can do to truly transform your life. So immediately I said, you know what? We want to talk about the pursuit of happiness. And even though it sounds simple, it's actually been so elusive for so many women. So we were like, why? Why is it so elusive? So just to start, you know, I have my program, Leah has her program, and every day we talk to women that are so, I guess they're so hungry to be happy. And the first thing I tell women is that, you have to make a plan for happiness. Happiness has to be conscious and purposeful. And if it's not conscious and purposeful, it's just going to be random. So that's why I think happiness has become so elusive, because we kind of think of it like a fairy tale. We kind of think of it like magical. It's like a lottery. And it's really not. It's a lifestyle. And I'm not saying Correct. because, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying because, you know, you know, I'm saying happiness, you're never going to be sad. But let's just say, you have a plan for happiness, even if you have challenges in your life, even if you have complications, if your goal is ultimately to be happy, and you as a woman, no matter what you are, married, single, mature, young, no matter what you are, if you make a conscious plan to say, I need to get to my destination of happiness, I believe you'll make better choices. I believe you're going to say, you know what, this situation happens, no matter what, I'm going to keep going forward. I need to get to my goal or destination. And so many of us don't do that. We think it's something that's random. Um, we normally let emotions take over our lives. We normally let things command us. We, we lose power. And a lot of that's attached to not being confident in yourself, not loving yourself, and not truly being happy with who you are. So I just really want women to understand that it is a conscious and purposeful decision. It's not random. Everything you do, every drop in the bucket, is going to contribute towards, you know, your ultimate happiness. So be very conscious of what you see. Be very conscious of what you hear. Be very conscious of your senses, what you're experiencing, because everything matters. It's the small things that matter. It's the small things that accumulate. So look for the happiness in your daily life. And, you know, I just want Leah to, like, give her <laughs> give her a little two-piece on it as well, because she's very passionate about happiness. Absolutely. I, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about um, the path that I took to get to the level of happiness that I've had. And I realized that there is an internal capacity to create a sense of stability in your life. And, but it's truly an internal job. And the, the times when I was the most unhappiest in my life is when I was completely externally led. And so I would allow um, circumstances, people, places, and things to create my reality. And when I took the power back and empowered myself to realize that I actually have control over um, the things that I experience, the people that I allow into my life, and the places that I go, just like you said, Connie, when you begin yeah. to empower yourself to understand that you are not like a leaf being blown around in the wind and however the currents flow, that's just kind of where you're blown to and then you're at the mercy of the world. 
but that we always create our reality, particularly as adults. And so understanding, you know, the power of the law of attraction, understanding the power of our own energy and our thoughts, which um, impact our behavior, which then impact our feelings because we have experienced experiences that we um, have emotions that are attached to. When you think about that train of um, from A to B to Z and the way in which things happen in your life, you begin to take responsibility for not only your sadness, but also for your joy. And so happiness doesn't mean that we um, are walking around skipping through tulips um, all day long every day, and it doesn't mean that life doesn't happen sometimes and that we don't have experiences that may take us out, so to speak, for um, a, a period of time. But the, the idea of happiness is establishing a level of internal joy and establishing a lifestyle of joy so that even when things happen, <clears throat> excuse me, that you're not accustomed to or that you weren't expecting, um, you realize it's about how long do you stay in these spaces where, you know, you're unhappy or you're depressed or you're sad or angry about something. It's how long do you allow yourself to stay there? And when do you become proactive to say that, hey, I know that this happened. I don't feel good about it. Let me bring up my tools to my disposal and really begin working through this so that I can get back to experiencing a level of joy that I'm actually accustomed to. And so that's a really important point that I always want to make even to my clients or to my audience on Facebook or elsewhere is that happiness is really an internal job and it is dependent on you personally um, to maintain and also to cultivate. So I wanted to ask you, Connie, um, because I yeah. have a few tools also at my disposal, how does one um, come to a state of joy when they feel that they're completely unaccustomed to it because they are used to living on autopilot or used to just basically reacting to the negativity around them in their life but not really creating life themselves? Um, how does one get from where they are now to what we're talking about? Well, the most important thing, and I know I keep saying it, but after, you know, having my own experiences, even yesterday I was posting on my personal Tanya Lynn Walker page and getting random messages from women like me, so eager to see happiness and pleasantry in their life, even for a second. The first thing is you have to love yourself. And as corny and cliche as it sounds, there's a very complicated meaning to that. It means that you have to know yourself. And some of these times as women, we serve, we serve others. We're mothers. We've got to take care of our children. We're wives. We've got to take care of our husbands. You know, we're always doing and giving so much for people that we really don't know ourselves. We don't know what brings our greatest joy. We don't know what brings our greatest, you know, comfort. So it's going to be really challenging to love yourself if you don't know yourself. Knowing what makes you unique, what makes you smile, what makes me happy, and what makes Leia happy it's going to be different, but the right. end result is the same. We're mm -hmm. both going to be happy. So you've got to really take a moment to love yourself. And sometimes when we do that, we get blockages. We might have trauma. We might have issues. We might have doubt. So getting all those cleared away and defining who you are, that's the biggest pathway to really changing and getting towards happiness, even with myself. And I'm going to tell you something. It's a lifelong commitment. It's very mm. challenging. That's why, you know, even in Leia's coaching and my coaching, we both have that same type of similar alignment with different goals, but we do believe in defining oneself because that's the pathway to love. It's not easy. People say, oh, 
self-love is common sense. Yeah, it's common sense, but common sense ain't so common. And you right. don't really teach that. In this society right now, we're having a lot of mental awareness campaigns, if you haven't noticed. A lot of people like Prince William, he's actually doing a mental awareness campaign with Mandaga. You might be saying, what's going on? Because more and more people are saying they're not happy. They simply don't know how to grasp it. And the most vulnerable are women. So that the, the first thing you do is define yourself, commit to a lifetime of healing. You're going to have challenges. You're going to have drama. You're going to have sad times. So the first thing is knowing yourself. Second thing is being proactive. Have your, like, happiness army. You don't have to have 10, 15 friends, but you need to have one or two good friends in your life that will be proactive and pick you up when you're down. You need reinforcement people. If you don't have that good friend, I would say invest in therapy. If you have a good friend, get to therapy and, get, and have the good friend. Do as much as you can to be proactive in terms of when things bad will happen. Because things, things bad are going to happen. Me and Leah are not telling you sprinkles, fairy dust, and glitter, and the whole world's purpose. We're real women. We're actually real women. I'm engaged. Leah just got married, and she's a domestic guy, and she's homeschooling. So we know about <laughs> real life. This is not about telling you something fake. But the truth is you have to be proactive and keep those points in your life. And when you do have challenges, people can remind you. People can, you know, empower you. And seeking professional therapy, I think every woman, should have proactively a good therapist, not when things bad happen. So when something do challenge in their life, you can pick up the phone and go to that person and be proactive. So many of us linger and marinate in our problems, and they take take over you. You I I know I reached out to Leah as a coach and as a personal friend, and she's been there for me, and I'm so grateful. And I know I have my personal, you know, therapy group that I am so adamant about. I have no shame. (laughs) Because if you go to the doctor, you need Mm -hmm. a mental wellness doctor, because every woman needs that. We're getting overwhelmed. We're holding it in, you know, and it's causing a lot of health problems as well as, you know, wellness problems. But I would say, you know, love yourself, you know, be proactive with your happiness army, and also just feeling empowered to know that challenges will arise, but, you know, it's okay to make a destination for happiness. Absolutely. I love that. And, you know, one of the things I'd like to add to that is, you know, the self-love component is so critical. And sometimes I sit back and I really think about my past and myself, even in my 20s. Um, literally, many of us go through life not knowing who we really are. And I know that sounds yeah. crazy, perhaps, if you it's really true. know who you are. But I literally would like to look in my, you know, because I've re- been reading self-help books for 20 years more, you know, and and it just sounded great on paper, but then I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'd be like, this, these eyes staring back at me, I have no idea who this person is. And it was the most, it was the scariest feeling in a way. It, it was very lonely. It was just the most eerie feeling in the world to be walking around in this body and not know who I am. Um, and it was through trial and error and much trauma and through life choices that I got into, you know, my late 40s now, and understanding who I am is is such a beautiful experience, but I have to share with ladies, as I do all the time, is that it comes from a level of intentional, mindful living. In other words, if you're at a space right now where you don't really even know who you are, you don't really even know what makes you happy, 
begin to become mindful, become the observer of your mind and understand that you are not your thoughts. In other words, your thoughts, if you think about the the soundtrack that's always running through your mind from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed, there's this voice that's always talking. And sometimes it's just chattering and chattering away. And typically it is running through the same 70 to 90% of the same thoughts every single day. And that blew me away when I um, heard that, that in fact, we are not having a whole bunch of original thoughts in our days, in our lives, in our years, that we are pretty much running over the same past. Um, 70 to 90% of our day is the same thoughts with a few variations to it. And understanding that you can become an observer of those thoughts. You don't have to be a victim of those thoughts and just kind of have them leading your life, creating emotions inside of you, which Mm -hmm. then impact your thinking, which then impacts your behavior. And it's a cycle that's an endless thing. But you can step out of that and you can become an observer of those thoughts. Your mind is not the totality of who you are. And if your mind is running through a series, a tape of a series of unhappy thoughts and memories, and that means you are living constantly in your past and becoming mindful Becoming present in your mind is actually stepping into the present tense and saying, what am I actually doing right here and right now? What am I actually thinking? Become aware of your thoughts. And as you do that, you begin to become an observer of yourself and you begin to realize and, and the things that affect you the most, the things that you think about the most, the things that you mull over the most. Start journaling them. Start writing those thoughts down and try to have a compassionate observer point of view. Don't start judging yourself and criticizing yourself for your thoughts and your beliefs, but give yourself permission to observe and analyze yourself. And then the other thing that got me to a state of self-love and self-awareness is that I began intentionally finding joy in life. And what that meant for me was that I began, as I was observing myself, to take note of the things that made me smile. And at that time in my life, when I was going through the most um, horrible, you know, relationship, is I began watching Korean dramas because I watched one movie. And I found it so delightful. Yeah, I mean, to me, that was I love that story. Every time you tell it, I smile so much. (laughs) Well, yeah, because, you know, I never seen them. I'd never heard of them. And I just happened on one show on Netflix. I was in a relationship living with a man that I basically never spoke to unless it was about the bills or the kids. But other than that, we were silent um, enemies in different rooms. And But I began watching these shows and it was so delightful to see other cultures. And I realized that I'm drawn to this. I'm drawn to happy family lives. I'm drawn to traditional lifestyles. I'm drawn to these women and their there, you know, that I would watch old sagas of in fourteen, fifteen hundred stories about emperors and the concubines and all of that, but their makeup, the women's attire, their mannerisms, their subtle their subtlety, uh, their smiles, their gracefulness. And I said, you know, this is really appealing to me. What is it that I like about them? I started watching more and I actually became addicted to them. But I realized that that made me happy. And I began to take note, and then I began to see, well, what is it that I'm not doing in my life that's not reflective of this? And so I began moving towards those things that brought me joy, and I would intentionally watch them just to analyze how I was feeling as I was watching them. And then I realized that this is the type of person that I want to be. I want to have a happy marriage. I want to have a traditional lifestyle. I want to be graceful. 
joyful, feminine. And I began to slowly do the things, two or three things a day that made me feel more feminine, self-care, rituals, things like that. And before I knew it, I began to look forward to it. I began to have more of those experiences, and I looked for other things that made me smile and made me joyful. And as I was being joyful, I observed myself, and I began to like myself when I was being joyful and doing those type of things. And I began to take note that, oh, I'm actually a funny person. And, oh, I'm actually a gentle person. I, I don't like to yell all the time. I don't like to be angsty, mm-hmm. angst-filled and anxiety-filled and angry and masculine and adrenaline-filled. I actually don't like that. I thought that was me. I thought that was my personality, mm-hmm. but it actually wasn't. And so I began mm-hmm. to, well, what is it that I need to shift in my life so that I can be this other person more often? So these are the questions that began began to come up in me. So that's just my take on it. Find two or three things that you enjoy the most and purposefully do them. And be mindful as you do them. Observe yourself and then do more of that. And then create a life around uh, that so that you can envelop and embrace that more and more in your everyday excuse me, in your everyday life. And so that's my tip for the pursuit of happiness and being happy. It's a lifestyle. It's something you work your way into. And then it's something that you protect, which is going to be my last point, is protect mm-hmm. your happiness, which is protect your lifestyle. No, this is great. I love it. People around you who will protect you or allow you to be in a space where you can be unguarded and yet mm-hmm. still protective of your periphery. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. that is, that's really, really important is don't just create happiness in your life, but create a lifestyle that protects your happiness. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm going to punt this off to Connie for the last word because I love this. I'm feeling, I'm hyped right now. I'm ready to jog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You know what I think? I, I think if more women understood that happiness is deeper than emotion, because the thing is that as women, we have an extra vulnerability, which is our power. Our power is our vulnerability, meaning that we are high emotional creatures. People say we're emotional. No, no, we're just high emotional creatures. Women mm-hmm. are supposed to have high compassion, high nurturing, high inspiration. It's actually like your late force. Every human needs that to develop naturally and health-wise. So I don't think most people know, you know, how good happiness is for your health. Mm-hmm. And as science advanced, even I learned, I didn't know happiness protects your heart. They did a study, and they're showing that happiness actually helps prevent heart disease, um, coronary heart failure, and guess what? Heart disease is the number one killer of women. So mm. think about the fact that women are walking around, all demographics, all ages. We're having women younger than ever in their 40s, in their early 30s, dying of heart failure. Why? Because mm. we, are, we aren't happy, and we don't take it seriously. Also, happiness strengthens your immune system. I just have to think, I have to get it out. <laughs> because so many right. of us don't realize that when you get sick, when you gain weight, when you're trying to lose weight, when you're happier, everything happens faster. It's actually connected to your immune system. And you can look this up. This is, this is all facts, not in speaking. Happiness is also good for stress. And I always say to myself, you can't wait to be happy to be happy. Right. That's why you have to make a goal to be happy. So stress is stress is dangerous because it can pull you down to depression. It can pull you to anxiety. If you don't have people in your life to remind you and say, hey, you made a promise for happiness, you, you can sink in there, okay? Happiness is also good for the body. You have fewer aches and pains. When people complain, my back is hurting me, but they didn't injure their back, or they're having aches and pains, but they didn't work out. That's actually the inflammation because 
happiness causes that. And happiness also prevented it. It combats disease, disability. You know, it just it, it helps live in your lives. People who experience the stress live longer. People who express themselves live longer. So I think in conjunction with Leah's saying and I'm saying, I hope that we both were able to inspire you to really take a second look at happiness and stop the trauma bonding, you know, stop, you know, the pity parties. It's good to express and release, but don't park yourself there. Like doing the same thing is the definition of insanity. Right. And we don't want you to be insane. We want you to be sane and happy and, and join us. But I'm, I'm serious. We don't want you to be insane because I see it, at, Leah, we see it every day. You yes. see women complain about the same thing at the same time, and it's addictive. It's right. like having cheesecake. Like I was, I think I was having a grumpy day yesterday, and I was telling Leah, "I'm going to go buy a whole cheesecake." And Leah was right. like, "No, you don't." <laughs> <laughs> and I was serious. There's an Italian bakery across the street. It's oh an my Italian God. bakery. I'm like, I can walk over. Yes, I was going to get a, a giant cannoli. So I was like, Leah was like, "Honey, honey." No, no, you're not. No, you're giant not. And that's why, yeah, Leah told me the, 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 I'm not even joking. I can buy it. It's like a giant cannoli the size of my head. But it's not good. It, it makes me feel good in the moment. Then afterwards, I'll feel horrible because I'm trying to lose weight. I'm trying to get my skinny on. And that's what I'm saying. It's good to have these measures because I had a good coach, like Leah, excellent coach. And she was just like, oh, nope. thank you. you know, she threw me She's someone that happiness life preserver and said, nope, put the cheesecake down, right, walk and away. walk away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I, was, I don't think Leah knew how serious I was. I'm like, I'm going to go right now. Give me that Italian cheesecake. Right. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, you know, that's part of the protecting your, your space and protecting your happiness that I talk about. If you don't have a circle of people that are – adamantly focused on their own happiness, um, yes. that's a recipe for cannolis. I mean, for real, though, like you could. <laughs> I like that. It's <laughs> a recipe for cannolis, big fat ones, too. So, I mean, it, it'll affect your weight. It'll affect your yeah. mental outlook. It affects everything in your life. Like, it's all cyclical. And so it's really, really important that you be willing to protect your happiness, which I think a part of the reason why so many women struggle with this is because a lot of times they even know what would make them happiness, but some make them happy, but that requires courage because happiness, yes. if you really want to be happy, yes. you've got to be able to do whatever it takes because you understand, as Connie mentioned, about health, relationships, like it affects everything mm -hmm. if, you're, if you are committed to your happiness. And that means yeah. family and friends got to go if that is not making you happy or if they are right. supporting your right. life, you know, and a lot of women don't want to let it go. I'm, I'm hashtagging nope. that. I'm, that's mine. Canola okay, life. You, you earned it. You earned it. You earned it. But it's, it's so true because I, I just realized that when I get unhappy, I go to food. I mm -hmm. just realized that when I – and my food of choice is cakes and pastries. Probably the worst thing – someone like me can have because I, I'm not supposed to have all the sugar when I get unhappy. But guess what? It's a temporary rush. Your poor body is desperate for happiness. So you're not giving it. So your body says, okay, I'll settle for the sugar rush. Because that's right. what it is. We're, right. we're settling for the tiny spurts of happiness. And, you know, why settle for the tiny spurts when you can have the real thing? But you're right. It right. takes courage. It takes courage. And when you have naysayers around you, when you have people that are connected so passionately to negativity, 
because they're there. It's, whether it's the media, your family and friends, whether it's gossip, online has yes. become a huge issue. They're doing studies right now. Um, our, our, our government studies are doing studies saying that it's truly affecting people because people tend to be predisposed to negativity. Yes. You have yes. a lot of hate groups coming out. I mean, like, a lot of craziness. Like, people are just so quick to reflect the anger and happiness unhappiness that it's dangerous now if people don't have a filter right people don't have the layers to say put the cheesecake down people are going straight to the cheesecake because there's no barrier right there's there's no more human contact and i I think we need more human contact we need to be having a healthy circle and if you don't have that naturally make it i made my circle trust me my circle is not the natural circle that's my that's my natural family if it was i wouldn't be on this this podcast talking to you with Leia right now. So you do have that control. And I would say I'd rather have one or two amazing, supportive, wonderful friends than have 20, 30, 40 people. And out of 30, 40 people, no one cares about me. So it's about right. quality, not quantity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we have hit a home run, I think. I think happiness <laughs> plus Connie and Leah minus any cannolis. And cheesecake <laughs> is the, I'm sorry. It's the business, though. <laughs> I'm dying. I, I really want that cheesecake. I really want that cheesecake. No, so. there's, a, there's an Italian bakery across the street. This is like an Italian area from 75, and I can smell it. It's, they pump this stuff outside, <laughs> and you can smell it. The air smells like sugar. Smell it. <laughs> no, you can smell it. It's sweet. Like it's summertime now, and they're making what's that gelato? Did I say it right? They're making mm-hmm. a homemade yeah, gelato, yeah. and it's like gelato, cannoli, just everything that's there. And I'm like, God, I really want to cheesecake. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know what? <laughs> I am <laughs> so not about that life anymore. Connie and I are on the <laughs> goals, which we are going to be talking about. Um, yeah. You know what? Maybe we should talk about the mindset of fitness. It doesn't matter what size you are, but getting into oh. the mindset of fitness would be huge. What about that for our next topic? I think that's I think that's a very important topic because I think it's connected to happiness because a lot of people, if you don't feel good about yourself, it's really hard to do good for you because I've been mm-hmm. it, 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 it all comes back down to yourself because if you don't love yourself, you're not going to take care of yourself. You're right. just not. Sorry. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you all so much for being with us for another episode of Two Ladies Chat. I am Leah Love of LeahLoveOnline.com. I'm a beautiful mind coach. I also love discussing all things dating with purpose, particularly when it comes to the online dating arena. So I do have a package which includes several master classes um, on this topic, so you can definitely find that at LeahLoveOnline.com slash playground and that's where I mention all of my services so I'd love to hear from you um, if these are things that are of interest to you and Connie take it away and guys you know me I am also a law of attraction coach and I'm a self-love and also traditionalist coach for women that want to have traditional lifestyle which has been proven to be very effective so me and Leah go hand in hand so I have my Laws of Enchantress. You can find me on Instagram or Facebook. And I also have Twin Flame Coaching. And you can find the same thing on Instagram and Facebook. 
Fantastic. Oh, I'm loving this. I'm so hyped. I'm ready to go jog. I am going to think about cannoli I'm ready and to go jog. Day. No, absolutely not. <laughs> hey, why don't you jog and imagine that you have like a cannoli tied to a stick like three feet in front of you and just jog towards it? That's what I'm no, talking about. No, that's a good about. idea. That's, That's what I'm talking idea. about. I think I'm do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, have a good day, you guys. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.